We are incredibly privileged to have Pete Sims as one half of our powerhouse senior leadership team. Pete is father-hearted, he is kind, he loves to crack a joke, but most importantly, his heart is always in pursuit of Jesus. He always wants to see what God is saying, what heaven is saying over our lives as he leads, along with Nikki, this incredible church. And so, Pete, we honour you this morning. We are so grateful for who you are. We are so thankful that you're a man always searching for the word of the Lord, that you always point people to Jesus. And so why don't we get our hearts ready to listen in to all that Pete is going to share with us this morning. Hi everyone, how are you doing? It's really great to be speaking with you today. And I've got the pleasure of looking at the theme that we've been developing over the last few weeks. The theme is Under Construction, Developing a Christ-like Character. We've had a couple of messages that have been pretty broad on getting the foundations right and the big picture about Christ-like character being under construction. We're now starting to focus in on more defined areas last week and now this week. And so today what I want to focus in on is two particular areas of our character. Two things that we can develop in us that are going to help us, I think, during these times. And they are looking at our perspective and our connectedness. Okay, so perspective and connectedness. Hold those thoughts just for a second. We in the Sims household are at a stage of parenting and homeschooling uh, that includes lots of these. Okay, we don't do these for homeschool. Puzzles. There are loads of puzzles in our home nowadays, from Bing to farm animals, from Elsa and a range of princesses to Hey Dougie and Peppa Pig. There are hundreds and hundreds of pieces of puzzles. Now, when I was a child, I didn't get it. This would have been the bane of my life. It was much more fun to roll up a newspaper and beat my brother in the garden with it. That was fun. Playing sport in the garden, that was fun. Uh, getting sticks and throwing them around, making bows and arrows puncturing the pond at the end of the garden. That was fun. We didn't have a big garden, by the way. <laughs> you know, we didn't live on a farm or something. But yeah, puzzles, they were not the one for me. However, I have actually got a little bit into puzzles with the girls. I'm quite enjoying it. And I'm sure some of you over lockdown, this has been the thing that has kept you going. So puzzles, okay? We are looking at perspective. We are looking at connectedness. We are now also looking at puzzles and hopefully all of this stuff will come together hold that thought too okay so park that one and i want to tell you now about a news article that was on the bbc news app a few weeks ago where am i going okay this i think is a really important article because i think it can help us all out during these times this article was about eyesight and how ophthalmologists and other eye professionals are really concerned that screen time during lockdown could damage our eyes. Now that's no real surprise to us, is it? We spend a lot of time looking at screens, even in normal times, don't we? Probably too much time looking at screens. But what about now? Since March last year, we've had Zoom meetings, we've had FaceTime friendships, we've had church online, we've had loads of us working from home doing homeschooling looking at computers all the time and it's made it worse for our eyes don't panic though they have come up with something that could be helpful for us but the problem is because of a short focal length you see at the moment i am just looking at a camera 
and my laptop, which is about two foot away from me. And loads of us have that sort of focal length and our eyes are focusing on that a lot of the time. So what is the advice then from these professionals? Well, the advice is 20, 20, 20. For every 20 minutes that you look at a screen, stop and look at something at least 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Okay, for every 20 minutes you do this, look at something at least 20 feet away for 20 seconds. And the reason they say to do that is to change the focal length and to exercise your eye muscles. Now, I think that that is really good advice for our eyesight. Try and do it today. Try once during this message, you're probably glazing over and looking out of the window anyway, but if you're not, then that is what you could do just to stretch those eye muscles. And then you've always got an excuse for, for looking away from the zoom screen. Perfect. But try to do it. I think it's going to be useful for our eyesight. But I also think in preparing this message that it's going to be really good advice for us spiritually. You see, even in normal times, let alone in lockdown, in normal times, it's really to really easy to get consumed by our own little piece of the puzzle. This piece here. We can get consumed by looking at our own life, our own situation, our own circumstances, our own fears and concerns, our own hopes, our own longings. And this thing can just take up all of our vision. We can just be looking at our piece of the puzzle. And that isn't to trivialise our piece of the puzzle. Our piece of, of the puzzle is important. It has value, but it isn't the whole picture. And that's in normal times. That's in pre-COVID times. How much more so now? Stuck indoors in lockdown three. Isn't it so easy and understandable to get consumed by our piece of the puzzle? Staring at a screen with that short focal length can damage our eyesight. It can ruin our vision. And some of us need a little help. A gentle reminder of 2020-20 to lift our eyes from our own piece of the puzzle to something greater, to something bigger. As a church and as a network, one of the reasons that we as Skylarks can sing in the darkness when situations look bleak and impossible, one of the reasons why we're an, we are able to announce the new dawn is because we're able to lift our heads and see beyond the immediate to what could be, to God's bigger picture. Psalm 121 starts like this. I lift my eyes to the mountains where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let me read those two little verses again. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Perhaps for you and for me, it's time for us to lift our eyes again, to change perspective to see things from a new vantage point, from a different vantage point. Perhaps it's time to exercise our long focal length faith muscles. I know I have to encourage myself to do it. Otherwise, homeschooling and the juggle and the struggle and mutating variants, it can all become too much. So I encourage myself to pause, 
to breathe and to lift my eyes. Will you join me in that? Is that something you could do? For Christmas, Nikki bought me a subscription to an online class course. Uh, I can't even say it. I'm so excited. A subscription to an online art course. Now, I have wanted one of these for years. I have done one watercolour. Loads of you will know because I show it to you and I was very excited by it. But finally, I am now doing an online art course. It's great. I absolutely love it. I've only watched a few lessons. But I have now had a go at sketching a few little things, focusing on perspective. And I find it really fascinating looking at these vanishing points that, that give a picture perspective. You may remember it from your art lessons at school. I know it came flooding back to me uh, when I started doing this. But you have to look at a point on the horizon and everything else takes its visual cue from that point or from those points on the horizon. Look, here's a little example of a tiny little sketch I did just to get an idea. So there's my horizon, where is it there? Uh, there's my vanishing point. And everything else in the foreground is getting its cue from this point in the background. Interesting. It's interesting to me because everything in the foreground makes sense when you look beyond it to the point that is further away. I wonder how many times we're overwhelmed by our piece of the puzzle because we don't lift our heads and see that bigger picture. Maybe everything in my foreground, in your foreground, will begin to make a lot more sense when we look to the horizon together to see that bigger picture. And from what I see and I know of Jesus, he was completely engaged in the here and now. He was active. He was present. He was involved. And yet... He also had a way of lifting his eyes and seeing the bigger picture, what his father was up to, what they had planned for all eternity and keeping his eyes on that too. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that psalm goes on to say that he will not let your foot slip. Perhaps you need to just hear that bit today. He will not let your foot slip. It says that he is watching over you day and night. And I hope that that perspective shift is going to be helpful to you today. When we lift our eyes, we also change our focus from simply looking at ourselves to seeing our friends, our wider family, our church, seeing others in general. And that is where connectedness comes in. In 1 Peter 5, it says that the enemy, our enemy, prowls around like a lion, wanting to pick us off one by one, looking to see who he can devour. Now, let's think about that for a sec. Think of herds of animals on the plains of Africa. And now let's narrow it down to zebras. OK, you're thinking now of a zebra on a plane and suddenly there's a pack of lions. How do lions take out a zebra? Actually, how does one leopard take down its prey. How do they do it generally? Through isolation. They take out the young. They take out the frail, the weak. They try to isolate the animal from the herd, don't they? And once they have got the animal on its own and isolated, they are able to take it out. Isolation is a dangerous thing. For a zebra, Definitely. For us, 
definitely. The enemy loves to try to pick us off. And COVID has led to so much isolation, literally. In our beautiful church, there is strength in our unity and our connectivity. That has been a hallmark of our church. People feel the love when they join us, when they become part of us, when they come and visit us on a Sunday. But now we're watching at home on our own. Is unity and connectivity still one of our strengths even since lockdown began? How can that even be possible? I want to encourage you and encourage myself to lift your eyes up. To see the bigger picture beyond your own piece of the puzzle. To connect with others. Please try to find a way to do it. To share your stories, your hopes, your dreams and your fears. To stand together. To pray together. To find strength together. We can do this together. The enemy is prowling around wanting to pick off those who are isolated. But together there is great strength. Let me look at a passage in Ecclesiastes 4 that actually shows us that in another way. And this passage is often used at weddings. It's funny, really, because it was even used at our wedding. And it speaks about people who labour together. So actually, it was probably very apt for Nikki and I, because we didn't know then that we would be labouring together quite literally in, in what God has called us to. So Ecclesiastes 4 says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then it has this line at the end that doesn't seem to tie into what's just happened. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. It's a beautiful passage, isn't it? If one falls down, somebody else can help them up. If one is cold, if you are cold, somebody else can come and keep you warm. If you feel overpowered, somebody else can come and help defend you. It's so important that we are connected and not isolated if we fall down alone and nobody knows, we're going to stay down there. If we're freezing on our own, we're going to stay cold. If we are overpowered on our own, we're going to stay overpowered. But when we come together, when we remember our connectedness, we will find great strength. Romans 15.5 puts it this way. In, it says, so we who are many, that's all of us watching this today, are nevertheless just one body in Christ. And individually, we are parts of one another, mutually dependent on each other. That's from the Amplified version. So we're individual, but we are parts of each other and we are mutually dependent on each other. That's how we are supposed to be. That's how we're supposed to live. How can we get that into our lives during lockdown? It's going to take some thought. It's going to take some effort, but it is so going to be worth it. In these times where we naturally stare at our own piece of the puzzle, here it is, this little bit, when we can feel so isolated, we need to remember that we are connected to each other. We are part of one body. We are there to help each other up, to defend each other, to offer comfort, 
of keeping each other warm, for example, but this isn't going to happen by chance. We need to invest effort and time to pray for each other, to get in contact, to encourage someone. And we should also be encouraged by the fact that our connectedness is not just with each other, but our connectedness primarily is with God. In John 15, it speaks of the vine and the branches. If you don't know that passage, Jesus basically says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He goes on to explain that we are fruitful and we are purposeful when we live connected to him. Jesus was brilliantly connected to people. He was amazing the way he, he sowed his life into his friends and his family and his disciples and, and, and he, how he served people wherever he went. He was so connected to people. And yet he was even more astonishingly connected to his dad. And we need a bit more of this in our lives at the moment. A connectedness with each other and connectedness with our dad in heaven, made possible because of Jesus and his sacrifice for us. And this then makes sense of that last line that I just read from Ecclesiastes, that seems to just be thrown in at the end, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Well, not only do I do uh, puzzles nowadays, occasionally I plait hair. So let's see if this works. <laughs> a cord of one strand, okay? You or me on our own. Not the place we need to be right now. Watch out for those lions prowling around. It's time to make sure that we are connected once again, even if, even if we've allowed ourselves to become a little bit isolated. Let's remember to connect with other people to pray for each other, to look out for each other, to encourage each other, to, to build each other up, to stand together as one, to make contact so that people aren't isolated and finding life too difficult. You see, when, when we start to do this and we start to have these two strands, it gets stronger. We start to get a herd and the, the lion does not attack the herd. One, watch out for those lions. Two, back off lions. We have got each other's backs. You are not coming in here. Three strands. Well, here's where it gets really good. Because that third strand is God. So it's me with you and with him. This now. Oh, a little plat while I'm trying to talk. As I do this plat, and seriously, I'm not very good at it. But um, as I do this plat, I am putting strength and protection into this cord. Whoop, that was a bit wrong, but here it is. I could do this take 50 times and probably never plait as beautifully as that. This is strong. What lions? What lion is prowling around now? None, because at the name of Jesus, the lions have to peg it. The lions are out of here. We are strong when we are united with each other and with him, and this cord of three strands is not easily broken. That is the connectedness I want to encourage us with today. Because in connectedness to each other and to him, we will find strength. This is a season for us all to lift our eyes, to change our focal length, to change that perspective, 
2020-20, not just looking here in the short focal range, but looking out at the bigger picture. It's time for a perspective shift from the immediate to the possible. It's time for a perspective shift from my piece of the puzzle to the vista of the bigger picture. It's time for a perspective shift from the problem to the hills. Join me in lifting your eyes to the hills. That's where your help comes from, from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's time for a perspective shift, shift from isolation to connectedness, maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth, but we need to get ourselves connected with each other and with Jesus. And it is time for a perspective shift from darkness to the potential of a new day. Let me pray. Father, we want to become more like your son, Jesus. We want you to develop in us a Christ-like character. Lord, would you help us to have a heavenly perspective that looks beyond the small piece to the big picture of what you are doing, what you are building, how you are transforming us and how you are there for us, strengthening us and comforting us during these difficult times. Lord, would you enable us to shift our perspective from the immediacy of things in front of us to the potential of the future, to shift our perspective from our piece of the puzzle to the bigger picture. And as we lift our eyes and look up, Lord, would you enable us to see others, to remember that we are part of one body. We are all interdependent on each other and we need to get connected to each other. Pick up the phone, send a message, do another Zoom call, whatever it happens to be at this time. Help us to stay connected to each other, to support each other, to encourage each other and strengthen each other so that the enemy does not have a chance to prowl around us and take us out. And Lord, may we remember that we are not supposed to just be a two-stranded cord, but three with you, connected with you and with each other. We will find our strength and we will be able to face the days ahead with confidence and with hope in our hearts. So, Lord, we ask that you would transform us from the inside out. And anything that I have said today, Lord, that is straight from your heart to our hearts, would it just stick? Would it lodge in there and would it change our lives forevermore? Lord, we want to become more like you because you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. You are the beginning and the end. You are the reason that we have a song in our hearts. You are the one who has given us life in all its fullness and we celebrate who you are in us. Lord, would you keep us safe until we see each other again? And uh, Lord, in the meantime, we say that we will lift our eyes and we will be connected in the days and weeks to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.